Friday, everyone. It's Deborah and Jackie, and we are in the studio. Listen, October is almost closing. Halloween is right around the corner. But that's not my concern today, Jackie. You know what my concern today is? No, what is it, Deb? How do you know if someone has low self-esteem? What does that look like? What does that person look like? Do we even know? Because, you know, we see people on a daily basis as they're walking and they're minding their own business and we're minding our own business. We don't have that much time to stare unless there is a physical disability about that person that catches our attention. Yeah. But when it comes to anything that is mental, it's invisible, just like mental illness. It's invisible. So self-esteem, confidence, these are the things that we don't see. So tell me something. Have you ever suffered from any kind of self-esteem or confidence issue at all growing up or even in your adult life? Oh, I think if we're all honest, we'd have to say everyone has to a certain extent, because I think self-esteem is really self-worth. And when you're of a certain age, the only way you realize that you start to build that initially in your life is through your family and your parental structure. You know, there's no way to get around that. You, you can always say, well, I can't really blame my parents for what happened to me. It's not about blame, but it is about the foundation that has been set in your life. And if you came from a background where, where you were repeatedly told that you're useless or that you're like a, a bad parent, like if it's, if it's a broken home mm-hmm. and, you know, say uh, the mother was abused by the father and the father is no longer in the picture. In so many cases, the woman will take it upon herself to compare the son to his father. And that sets in place a dynamic that can really affect his sense of worth and value. Who would you say has the lowest self-esteem of the gender, male or female? Good question. I'm not really sure if I could really split it into one camp or another, but I think truthfully, um, most of us would probably say that women Women. have more, you know, uh, because of the fact that I think women are the more vulnerable sex, you know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter what occupation or what profession you're in. Women don't have access to the same world that men do. And we have to fight increasing battles. And especially when it comes to family, in some cultures, right away when a girl is born, she's inferior to a male. It's funny you said that because I read this little um, quote from a man. I can't remember his name. Embarrassing. But anyways. And he said, women wants to consider themselves equal to men when they should be superior to men. Hmm. So why do we not feel that superiorness within ourselves as women. And as you say, yes, it has to do with background. It has to do with the way you were raised and the influences around you and the kind of, you know, environment that you you grow. But could you have grown up into a very well taught out environment, um, a family member who is very confident and positive and reassure you that you are enough? I mean, if all the cards are, are, are ticked off with a tick, then where is the X coming in for you yourself to feel that low self-esteem? Like, how does that really resonate? Because if I'm your parent and I'm telling you all the positive things that I know is supposed to enhance your personality, your character, your, your, your integrity, everything, but you don't see that. So then it has to be a psychological thing that only you has to deal with. And it's not really the way that I'm parenting you. 
Uh, well, yes and no. I think unavoidably you can't ignore the issue of parenting because it does to a certain extent. Uh, you, you can have really good parents, but truthfully, parents govern their children the way they were treated when they were growing up. And that's an indisputable fact. I think some of them, not well, all of them. You, no, but you usually have a situation where a lot of parents will say, I will never do to my kids what my right. father or my mother did to me, but yet they raise their children exactly that way. So you come back and you ask the question, why do you do that? If you didn't like being pushed around or being degraded or even being physically abused. Why do you abuse your own child? And the sad part is, is you do what you know. And truthfully, sometimes when people come even from a good home, what's missing in the home is that love, that sometimes kids will get material things, but they will not get the encouragement and support that they need. So they become lovers of possessions and things, but there's something missing on the inside. So I think self-esteem is not the outward appearance that no. we see in people. It's what's missing on the inside. Mm -hmm. And we cannot, you know, get a, you know, huge type of equipment to see inside people's souls and to know what's missing. But truthfully, when people break down, it's because of a malfunctioning on the inside. So this is a really serious issue. Like I know when you were just talking about women, that why don't women have value? You know, they use all kinds of great sayings for women, like the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You know, that if a woman gives birth to a child, no man can do that. I don't care what technology you use. Men cannot have a baby. And when women do that, that is a huge sacrifice they make. And you should think that that should give them great value. But in some cultures, if they don't give birth to the right sex, they have no value. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? That if you have a male child, you've done good. If you have a girl child, you haven't done so good. That's a terrible thing, but that is a reality in so many countries throughout think, the world. I think you actually have yeah. a great point. Um, I do concur what you're saying because just to piggyback off of what you said earlier about the parenting, especially if you grew up in a home where it's more than one sibling, there's always that favorite child of the parent. But I don't know if there's a favorite child that would make another child feel inferior or you know, less supported um, because each child has their own turn, right? Because a mother has to be a mother to that newborn baby, take care of that baby, raise that baby. Meanwhile, the ones before that baby is growing, but it can, they can't expect the same, you know, type of uh, love and, and confinement that this parent is now showing this new baby. And all, and so I can understand your point where that can really have traumatic um, repercussion on a child because sometimes it even happens if the parent have children too soon after one because maybe that one hasn't really gotten the nurture the full nurturing that he or she deserves as a child but then even as such for instance you take a young girl today and she uses her body like a gas station where every man comes they can pull in Philip and go now, where did that come from? Because her mom wasn't raised that way. And I know her mom didn't raise her that way. So where does that sexual gratification comes from? Or even drugs, for instance. You feel that you're not good enough to be a sober person. You have to drown yourself in drugs and alcohol. Where does that come from? Your parents are never smokers and drinkers. They've never, you've never seen them with anything like that. So again, it's not just the internal influence, it's the external influence that also strip away. Yeah, good point. And I, but I still really hold my you know, thoughts in the area that it really depends on where you come from. Because I remember I was watching a segment on a show the other day and I listened to a person 
who had spent a long time in jail that was constantly getting into bar brawls and fights and, you know. Had, was that on the Tamron Hall show? Yeah. And then he became killer bread man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and truthfully, you know, this person went through terrible things. And it was because what he was told when he was young. He was told, you know, by his own mother, you are the devil. You are just like <laughs> so your father. It. Yeah, you are going to be nothing good. And I mean... You, you sometimes say, oh, well, you don't have to pay attention to that. How can you not pay attention to it? A mother and a father are the foundation of the building blocks in, in your life. And in some cases these days, so many young men don't even have a father influence. You know, they depend on the mother completely for their sense of, of purpose and value. And if that mother is not visibly there for them all the time in their life, they go and they search out you know, a substitute for their mother. And that could mean they start out with womanizing and then they take it the next step and they become criminals or they become involved with a bad crowd that can lead them in the wrong direction. So you, I don't think you can get over the implications of, of what your family is. You know, like, like even when you think about it, I thank God every night, you know, that my father had two girls, you know, um, and you could walk past him naked. And he would just say, go and get dressed. Yeah, he's you know not what perverted. I mean? There are some little girls, sadly, you know, I have, I'm, I remember a lady that used to live next to us years ago and she was widowed and actually she brought a police officer into her life and this police officer molested both her children, her son and her daughter. Aww. And this woman was never the same. She was psychologically damaged, you know, she lost everything, her sense of value and her sense of worth because Truthfully, you know, she she uh, she brought the wrong person into her life and that destroyed her self sense of self-esteem. And she was a solid citizen before that happened to her. And she never came back from something like that. So, I mean, these bad things happen in what should be your closest, most protected environment. You know what I mean? And even when I look back at myself, sometimes I think I wasn't the best big sister that I could have been to my sister, you know, and, and I look back at it as an adult. I wasn't terrible to her, but I wasn't really as protective of, of her as I could have been. You know, I had a lot of selfishness in myself that now that she's an adult, she will bring up to me and we discuss it more and it helps to build the bridges. But truthfully, a lot of it starts in the family, you know, mm -hmm. and it really becomes an issue that when you take it out into the real world, you realize you carry so much of that baggage, you know. Mm -hmm. Even my mother, when she grew up, she grew up in the Caribbean and she grew up in an upscale family. And, you know, when her parents divorced, which was highly unusual at that time, she was forced to live with family members and her standard of living went down. And she is someone who, who carried a lot of that baggage with her because, you know, the breakup of her family changed her whole life. It changed you know, where she lived, how she functioned. And she had to go out into the world and start life over for herself. And, you know, she got married shortly after and she built a decent life for herself, but she carries the baggage of that, you know, of being abandoned and not feeling like you're good enough. Well, you see, for me, I mean, I'm the eldest of five and I have not had the best upbringing in terms of co-parenting or strong parenting. Cause you know, my mom at the time was just more about herself than she is for her kids. But that did not leave me feeling, you know, less confident or low self-esteem. Yeah, no, and you I are think, very I think I think for me strong woman. Yeah, I think strong, for yeah. me what what's great about that is because and I think it's it's an individual thing. It's a personal thing because each individual is not the same as we discussed earlier. I mean, what will affect you may not even phase me. And what would phase me will not even like bother you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So each individual has a different, um, 
way of processing self-esteem, confidence, and, and, and all that stuff to make them the strong individual that we think they are when we see them. When we see them walk in the street, they look normal because they don't have a, a, a hashtag saying low self-confidence, no confidence, low self-esteem, high self-esteem, a murderer or a trickster or a liar. We don't have that, right? Because yeah. all these are just internal and mental. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to really figure out who has low self-esteem from who don't, unless that person talk about their experience, why they feel they're in that place. And it's always good to speak to a professional about whatever it is that you're going through, because to be honest with you, handle it on your own. You make a huge mess of things because you're only thinking what you want to think and you will be very biased with yourself, of course, right? Because you're not going to take responsibility for anything. You're not going to want to accept certain things. But if you talk about it with someone who's going to listen, because all you need is somebody to listen and can give you positive feedback as to how you can start and where you can finish or where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. But it's always good to talk about it. And I feel like a lot of the young people... The reason why I'm having this conversation today is because I feel like low self-esteem is what's affecting this generation today. Yeah, beautiful point. And I, I think I have to pick it up from there because what you said is so fantastic. Like, I mean, we're just going to touch on it briefly because we don't have all the time in the world to go on it. But a couple of weeks ago, and everybody looked this up, a young boy named Devin who lived in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, was stabbed right in front of his mother. Yeah. Okay, this young boy had been bullied to death, you know, and... The school officials didn't do anything. Nobody around him realized how serious and devastating this was. And in this world of social media, you know, this kid lost his life at 14 years old. And here we are because why aren't we teaching our kids self-esteem? Why aren't we building that self-worth into them? Why do we let them find it from outside sources instead of tell our children every day, you are a fantastic child. Thank you so much for helping me with even the smallest things. Thank you for being such a blessing in my life. Why don't we tell our kids? that why do we spend so much time on the phones and doing our outward things instead of building up our own children why do we think that once we give birth to them we just kind of leave them to sort of fend for themselves emotionally that's crap you know there should be a license for parenting if you're going to be a good parent you should go all the way and be a good parent if not don't have the kid nobody says you have to have the baby if you're not going to do a good job making that child you know think of themselves as as somebody who is treasured and valued There's a religious component to that, but we won't go into the religious side. But people are missing that foundation today, Deb, and they need it desperately. They do. As you know, you know, my son, like he has autism and um, that could be a real self-esteem hitter, a confident hitter. Like, you know, it could just drag a child down because he thinks he's different from everybody else. But one of the things that I've consistently tried to reassure Jonathan is that you are just like everybody else. And you have done a fantastic job. And I don't mean that. I don't know. When I say you're just like everybody else, I'm like, don't let anybody else tell you that you're different. And if you're different, so what? It's better for you to be different than for you to be the same. But just know you have the same eyes, nose, mouth, fingers. There's no part of you that is different from another human being. And also I have to let him know that his worth is so much more because why God created him absolutely yeah for a purpose I see the the growth in him through the way you have strategized as a parent you know refusing to put him in a pool of 
deformed children, you yeah. know, or children that are not supposedly quote unquote normal, which I disagree with the way society compartmentalizes people, but you have refused to put him into that area. And he is such a smart boy. He's so outgoing. He's such, he's so good with people. He's intelligent on the computer and whatever little bit of autism he may have, I think you have managed to put it on the really small oh, yeah. side, you know, of how his growth has advanced. And I always compliment you on that. And, you know, I think really a lot of it begins with the family and the parents. And I think people have to take a great deal of responsibility for how they raise their children and, and even govern how they use social media. Don't use social media to compare yourself to people who you think are more beautiful or more successful than you. These people live in a facade. You know, they, they, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And their houses are very much made of glass. You know what I mean? They're extremely vulnerable and they're so far less than perfect, you know? So we can't use them as our role models. Well, I, life, I just you know? want to say, listen, for all, the, uh, for all our beautiful listeners, just remember, you are enough. Nobody can tell you that you're not enough. You are enough for you. And once you believe that, no one can take that away from you because God does not make mistakes. And once you are on this earth, it was meant to be. You were meant to be here and you have a purpose because he has a purpose for every single one of his children, either whether they're bad or good because he turned bad into good and he can turn good into bad. Right on. So yep. just be who you are. Don't apologize. Be very unapologetic for who you are. If you are a liar, own it. If you're a thief, own it. Just own who you are because at the end of the day, you have to be accountable for you. Yep. Well right. said, Deb. Yep. Beautiful. So uh, I'm, De I'm Jackie. <laughs> well, you know who I am. Okay. <laughs>